Please be seated. Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? How many times have we heard those words? Who is Barabbas? You ever thought about that? I don't believe anything specifically mentioned in Scripture is ever done so casually. I think it's mentioned because it has something to do vitally with the story. And I think who Barabbas is has a great deal to do with the events we are commemorating here tonight. We're told he was a man who was imprisoned for leading an insurrection and for murder, that that insurrection resulted in the loss of life. We do know that there was a very powerful faction in Jesus' day known as the Zealots who had committed themselves to violence as a way of overthrowing the Roman Empire. Perhaps Barabbas was a zealot. If so, you know he had company in Jesus' own apostles. Two of them are mentioned by name as being zealots. One of them being Judas of Iscariot. There are some scripture scholars who think that Peter may also have been a zealot because he was so adept and so quick to draw a sword <coughs> when Jesus was in danger and cut off the ear of the chief priest's servant. And if Peter was a zealot, then perhaps Andrew was as well. And if Andrew was, then maybe James and John might have also belonged to that faction who had dedicated themselves to restoring the Hebrew nation and overthrowing the mantle of Rome. A lot of questions, a lot of thoughts. And it all hinges on who is Barabbas. About 10 years ago, I had the opportunity to attend a week-long scripture conference in Lake Genaleska in North Carolina. It was given by one of my favorite Baptist preachers. His name is Tony Campolo. Some of you may be familiar with his writings. He's a professor at Eastern University right outside Philadelphia. And he's the pastor, assistant pastor, in a multiracial parish, Baptist Church, in Philadelphia. At that conference that we were attending, the subject of Barabbas came up. Interestingly enough, not in one of the lectures, 
but in one of the discussion groups after the lecture. And when we asked about Barabbas, he said, it's funny you should mention that because I have just written a book on it. And it's due to come out this year. He said, when I was in seminary, I had a professor who believed that Barabbas is mentioned in the gospel without ever using his surname. Only the name of his family. Barabbas means the son of Abbas. Making Jesus of Nazareth the son of Yosef, the son of Joseph. And he said, I believe that the reason Barabbas' given name is never mentioned is because it's the same as Jesus. Jesus Barabbas. Jesus Bar Yosef. Isn't that interesting? We are so accustomed to the name of Jesus that when we hear it, we immediately think of Jesus Christ, our Savior. But in Jesus' day, the name of Jesus was as common as the name John is today. And it comes from the uh, same Hebrew word that we get Joshua from. And Joshua and Yahshia in Hebrew mean Savior of his people. So just think of all the possibilities if this is true. That Barabbas is Jesus, Bar Abbas, who has chosen a way of violence. And Jesus bore Yosef, who preaches a way of love. What a contrast we have here. And he said, and think again if it might not be possible that the two knew each other before they met before Pilate. He said, the reason I think this is possible is because Jesus came from, came from a place, Nazareth, that was known to be a hotbed of zealots, a hotbed of resistance to the Roman Empire. And so he wrote a book based upon the theory that Jesus, son of Abbas, and Jesus, son of Joseph, were both born in the village of Nazareth, were raised together, knew each other, went to school together, and were two totally different personalities. <coughs> Barabbas was a ruffian, a born leader, one who always got things going. People like to follow him. 
he's the son of Joseph, Joseph was a more intellectual type individual, a meek person, easygoing, liked everybody and was liked by them, but not the dynamic leader that Jesus, son of Abba, was. He said, and as they grew older, Jesus bore Abbas, left the village of Nazareth about the same time that Jesus, son of Joseph, did. And Abbas went into the mountains. And he had followers with him that were pledged to bring down the Roman Empire. And they had their tasks of trying to attack Rome wherever they could with guerrilla warfare, going into the villages with daggers close to their chest, under their robes, looking for people who had collaborated with Rome, such as some of the tax collectors, or even a Roman soldier who may be off by himself. And as they went into the crowded marketplace, they would get around them, and at a signal, they would all pull out their stilettos and kill the individual. Put them back, turn around, walk away, as if nothing had happened. And left one left Roman or Roman collaborator to deal with. And then this man was captured in a great insurrection and was imprisoned. And that's where he was brought out when Jesus was brought before Pilate. And so when, Pete, when Pilate was giving the people a choice, <coughs> it was a very ironic choice. It was a choice between which Jesus do you want me to release to you? Jesus bar Abbas, the leader of his people, leader of the insurrection, leader of the resistance, one committed to violence, or Jesus for Yosef, who preaches peace. And asks us to forgive one another and to love one another. Which Jesus attracts you? The Jesus who comes with power and violence or the Jesus who comes with love and forgiveness. If that is the least bit true, that's a real choice that Pilate is offering to the people. It's a real 
choice that he's offering to you and to me. I believe Barabbas appears in our Passion Gospels year after year after year to remind us that we live in a hostile world in a world that preaches a gospel contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are always having to make a choice as to which we will follow. And of course, as you sit here right now, dedicated to these sacred events, you say, well, that's very easy. I follow Jesus of Nazareth. But don't be too hasty. Because we're always faced with choices in our life, which ultimately come down to the choice of following God's way, <coughs> his commandments, or following our way choosing to do things our own way, irregardless of what the commandments say. Every sin that we have been guilty of is a sin of having made the wrong choice and having to live with the consequences of those choices until we bring them to Jesus Bar Yosef and lay them before him and ask his forgiveness with the assurance that we will receive it. I submit to you on this Good Friday 2014, we need to think of these words in this term, in these terms as we come to the end of the Lenten season and prepare to rise with Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday morning to a glorious, risen life of faithfulness to him. And we can only do that if we can honestly face the decisions that you and I make every day. whether we are making them because God lays them out for us and asks us to follow his will or whether we consistently or occasionally decide that this time we will follow our will for whatever reason because when we do that we are putting our will over God's will. We are putting God's desires for us behind our own desires for what will please us now in the short term. <coughs> we are making the choice between Jesus Barabbas or Jesus Yosef. Do not make that choice casual.